Hey, Zabe here from my bookie, the official sports book of the Zabecast. Real payouts, real customer service, absolutely rock solid place to get your sweet action on when it comes to sports. What a glorious time we're in right now. NFL is going, college football is going, about to add in the Big Ten and the Pac 12. Baseball playoffs are here every single night. There is no shortage of games to watch or bet on, and you need to get on with my bookie. Whatever it is you like to bet, Lay low and then wham, hit them with a big right hook of a bet or maybe just dabble or have a little bit here, a little bit there. Do it from your phone. It's so convenient. Play some parlays, underdog parlays. Make meaningless games meaningful for you by putting a little something something on it and go to mybookie.com to do it. When you sign up, use the promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo to claim a deposit match dollar for dollar all the way up to a thousand bucks. It's a bonus designed to give you a little help and a head start in your winning season. Read the rules and regulations so you understand how the bonus payout works, and you're on your way. Promo code ZABE to claim that bonus when you make your deposit. Stacked UFC cards, the Masters coming up, presidential prop bets. Oh, it is sweet action all over the place. MyBookie.com, the official and reputable and rock solid sports book of this, the ZABEcast. Stay tuned for a special presentation. Stick to sports. The stick to sports era is officially over. (laughs) And now for something completely different. You know, life is more than just sports, right? So I've decided to dedicate Wednesdays here on the Zabecast to, well, something completely different. A totally off-road, not a thing to do about sports, mostly one topic, deep dive. I hope you enjoy. If not, you can happily take a load management day from the Zabecast, and we'll see you back here on Thursday. But while I've got you here... This week, I brought my very pro-Second Amendment brother and his lawyer buddy, John, into the free hugs and candy van to talk about guns. And we discussed many things related to the single most influential invention in the history of mankind, the firearm. A relatively simple, relatively cheap, concealable, easily portable, easy-to-use killing machine. Now, in this country, the right to own a gun or guns is ingrained in the very fiber of the Constitution. But as you know, there are many people working very hard to change that. I'm not here to argue either side other than to just say I'm very pro-Second Amendment. Personally, I don't currently own any guns other than BB guns, well, as far as you know. And I haven't had much interest or desire to own guns until, well, you know the last six months. So with that as a jumping off point, I talked to my bro and his buddy about whether or not Stevie should go get his gun. Send lawyers, guns, and money. This shit has hit the fan. All right, so I am in the Mobile Strike studio right now with my brother Jim and his friend John, and we'll leave it at that. And we are outside 
the Silver Eagle Group in La- in Ashburn, Virginia. I can give them a free plug, right? Ding, 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 ding. Sure, I think they'd love it. I'll invoice them, okay? <laughs> uh, this is one of the best shooting ranges, arguably, in Northern Virginia. High-tech, state-of-the-art, very sleek, right? Just uh, built about a year or two ago. Very, very high-tech. Okay. Here's the first thing I'll say about all this, bro. This didn't exist when we were growing up. Period. No. There was, where would you go to shoot a real firearm? Uh, big fields, out your window, <laughs> squirrels. <laughs> Camp Lejeune, maybe? <laughs> join the Army. Yeah. You, you yeah, would I mean, basically have to join the Army, right? Well, well there, I mean, there were outdoor ranges. Yeah, out in Hillbilly Land. Was the, was the gun range out in Winchester? What's the one out at uh, Clark Brothers? That's been around for a long time. Okay, so that's so that's where we used to have to go in the D.C. area to go shooting. And, of course, we never did. Yeah, there's the Isaac Walton League has outdoor ranges. They've been around for forever. Okay, but Silver Eagle is one here. It's indoors. It's in an otherwise nondescript sort of industrial park area. Mm-hmm. How many others are there now around? Uh, there's Elite um, in Manassas. Okay. The uh, uh, NRA building has an indoor range. It's been been there for a long time. So this is kind of it for Northern Virginia? And there's Blue Ridge. There's a couple others. Are there any in so. Maryland where the gun laws are definitely stricter? There are a couple. There are a couple. <laughs> Jim, you just yeah. you just gave me an expression like, <laughs> fuck Maryland. Whatever, <laughs> well, whatever yeah. Maryland's doing, yeah. fuck them. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't cross that bridge. Yeah. <laughs> I don't cross that yeah. bridge exactly. Yeah. You go to the Eastern Shore. All right. So, so you, bro, have been wanting me to come shooting with you. For some time, and I did one time a while ago, two years, three years ago, five maybe, yeah, five it was maybe, than that, yeah. And I did not like it. No, did not like we it thought, with green eggs and ham. We thought you were going to have a coronary. I, I well, I had PTSD for yeah. sure. I don't like the concept, John, of being this close to certain death. That's what real guns are. I had to get over that a bit in my head. Plus, I held the pistol wrong that you gave me, bro, and the carriage return just tore up my hand bad. Slide bite. Yeah, slide bite. Exactly. And I was like, okay, that was no fun. But in general, shooting just doesn't appeal to me. Now, you and I went back, bro, to a different outdoor range back in the spring. Mm-hmm. By the way, I've got a cool video for you on that. Yeah. I don't know if I sent you that. I did super slow-mo. It's got your arm convulsing (laughs) with every shot. And I was more comfortable on that second go-round. Well, part of it is outdoors you don't have the reverberation in your chest, in your head, that you do in an indoor range. Right. Well, there was still reverberation because there was some dude with a cigarette dangling and he had a Barrett 50 Cal on the long range out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, the war hasn't ended for you. <laughs> Whatever war you're fighting, it's still going on, and you're ready to enlist for it. So I uh, I got a little bit more comfortable with it, and I have certainly been saying to myself, i got to buy some guns before this election just in case it goes the wrong way because I want to have guns before they start trying to grab them. Or they start trying to outlaw them. Well, not that they start trying to outlaw them. They're always trying to outlaw them. Always trying. Right, exactly. And I would say it's not, it's never a dead deal. Vigilance is a tree that requires constant watering, correct? 
Well put. Absolutely. Yes. Leave it at that. So here we are. We're only a couple weeks from the election. I still haven't bought a gun or guns. And I guess the question is, what's holding me back? I don't know. We keep asking that ourselves. <laughs> We've offered to take you shopping multiple times. I know. I know. I guess part of me thinks, all right, it's a new hobby I've got to get into because you have to learn how to shoot it, handle handle it safely. Got to get a safe for it in my home. I have to know how to clean it and maintain it, yeah. right? I have to buy ammunition for it. Which is a challenge now. That's what I hear. I have to go practice my marksmanship and my safe gun handling. Yes. And you look at me like, well, yeah, that's part of the fun. That's part of the hobby. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Gets you out of the house. <laughs> Gets yeah. you out of the house. Exactly. I guess it just, I don't know if it really tickles whatever it is in me that people who do like firearms and shooting and getting good at shooting does. Right? Like when you guys go shooting on a weekend morning like this, you want to practice getting better, right? Part of it. Yeah. Isn't that the yeah. goal, basically? Sure. Yeah. Or to fire the, you know, the latest weapon you might have gotten, latest gun you might have gotten. And you guys collect some historical guns, right? Yeah, typically our latest guns, a new one may be 50 years old. and A new some, one being a 50-year-old gun, okay. Some, several that are 100 years old. Yeah. Now, that is kind of cool, the history of guns yeah. and the classic designs through the years. Yes. Well, and it's fun, too, just to you know take them apart, see the mechanics, the incredible intricacy of some of the internal parts. And, oh, yeah. You know, guns that competed against each other 100 years ago, you know, uh, a Savage pistol had to avoid patents on a Browning pistol. So the design was different. And, oh, really? You, yeah. know, you know, figure out how it, you know. When you say together. compete against each other, meaning compete in the marketplace. marketplace. Yeah. And legally, like, I own the patent for this kind of gun. Oh, yeah. Not right. in terms of a competition of who can shoot straighter, better, faster, no, all that right. stuff. In the early 1900s, the pocket pistols, like thirty-two caliber little semi-automatic pistols, were really, really popular. And people carried them in their, you know, That's, buggies. How many years ago? In the early 1900s. Oh, in yeah. early 1900s, okay. They right in your shirt pocket. Yeah. That'd and, be like the gun that was used in Django Unchained? By uh, uh, not the, that old. Oh, okay. You know the one that came out on a wire and he shot. Yeah, that uh, was that Mr. was Mr. Like, Candide. That was yeah. like eighteen hundreds. Okay, all yeah. right. So, but whatever. But smaller guns a hundred years ago were popular. Oh yeah. Okay. Yes. And a lot of companies were competing okay. in the market. And so they had to out compete each other. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So anyway, what is the coolest collectible gun that each of you guys has? Like your prized historical collectible gun. Boy, that's a tough question. Yeah. Like I who, mean, who's your favorite child? <laughs> <laughs> it just depends on the day. Right, let me let me start with this. What are some of the most iconic guns in world history? For example, the gun that won the West was called. Which one was that? That they, they, what was the gun they called? The gun that won the West, which was basically. The yeah. revolver. Yeah, there are various Colt revolvers. So those are a Colt forty-five. Yeah, forty-five long Colt, or f- some of them were thirty-eights. Forty-five long Colt revolver, the kind that you know would be at all the spaghetti westerns. You'd ride up on a horse, and you had that hand cannon, yeah. and you were the fucking law in Poxahatchee 
or Denver <laughs> yeah. or wherever I mean, or, or Fort Smith or wherever you rolled up in, right? I mean, a lot of those are guns that they were black powder guns, so they're even earlier. They're before the invention of safety powder. Oh, really? And okay. They had very different designs than the guns that probably came out starting in well, I'm talking 1890s. Guns, I'm talking guns that you j- didn't have to put the powder in. You just basically put the bullets in. Right. The but revolver. it still had black powder in yeah. the brass cartridge. Oh, it yeah. did? And they yeah. were much weaker than anything currently today. Oh, really? Yeah. The other Could gun- still kill you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You might die, Especially- of, yeah, yeah. die of infection a week later. Yeah. <laughs> You'd yeah. really suck dying, yeah. 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 But the other gun that won the West would be like the Winchester lever-action rifles. Yeah. yeah. Have it in your uh, saddle, your, your saddle uh, Saddlebag. Saddlebag yeah. on the side, nice. of, the side okay. of your horse, yeah. All right, so... Uh, what about the uh, the German Luger? I bet there's a huge collectible market for genuine German Luger pistols. Yes, absolutely. Any any World War One, World War Two pistols um, have a big collector market. Luger, John knows a lot about Lugers, um, but like the M1 Grand rifle that the U.S. used in World War Two. That was in the Saving Saving Private Ryan, the M1 Grand, which had what five rounds, and eight, then it went kapling. Eight the, rounds, ping. Eight rounds, ping. Right. Yes. And that was what all the troops had storming the beaches of Normandy in that movie. And that, of course, uh, you know, Tom Hanks had the cool machine gun because yeah. he was the captain. He had a Thompson. Yeah. It's like, yeah, he got a good yeah. gun. Yeah. But the Garand was a good rifle, right? Great rifle. Very much. Because it was powerful. Accurate. 30-odd, 6 caliber, very powerful, reliable, heavy as hell. Okay. Um, they made 6 million of them. Between you know World War Two up through Korean War, okay, so you can collect them easily. There's okay, plenty, plenty left. Okay, yeah, there's a lot of them out and there. And didn't you tell me, bro, you got one recently? I did. It's uh, all original parts because it was actually sent over to England before the U.S. got into the war as a le- part of the Lend Lease program. Oh, so uh, we lent the Limeys a bunch yes. of bunch of guns. Yes. Yeah, guns, pistols, and destroyers. Hey, Nigel, looks like it's getting hairy over there. Here, you might need some guns. Yeah. <laughs> Signed Uncle Sam. I don't think they used them very much, but they did, they were sent over. Yeah. So so yours is authenticated as it was actually sent over. There's not a letter authenticating it, but based on the serial number and the configuration. The thing with the Garands is they would come back to the arsenals. They would take all the parts out. Multiple different manufacturers made them all identical. They'd take all the parts out, put them in a bin of all the same parts, clean them, reassemble rifles so you end up with, you know, parts from all that, over. Yeah. Okay. And, and they're all interchangeable. But huh. collectability-wise, if you have one where all the parts are correct for the day it was manufactured and the, you know, manufacturer, that is more collectible. So the government actually co-opted with multiple gun makers during the war effort to say, here's our one model. Make parts for it because we're going to get a bunch of them back that don't work. We got to fix them up and send them back overseas. Yep. Yeah. What What's interesting in World War Two was, you know, you understand, you know, you hear about the arsenal of democracy, how all the, all of our industrial might that we once had mm-hmm. went into the war effort. So, um, the, you know, the forty five, automatic. Yeah. You would say, um, the most valuable ones to buy now, made during World War II, were made by the Singer Sewing Company. What? Yes. The Singer Sewing Company made guns. Yes. Were they any good? Yes. Could they hem your pants? Um, <laughs> they get, they, un- they get they unhemmed. Un- 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 
Yeah, those um, those guns now we just I uh, just just saw one sell for over sixty thousand dollars. Holy shit, sixty thousand dollars! Yeah, for a Singer gun. Yep. Yeah. Um, huh. Remington Rand made guns. They were a typewriter company. Okay. At the time. Um, oh, your favorite Rockola. Yeah, Rockola was a jukebox company, they and made, they made guns. They made guns. Damn. Um, Smith Corona made guns. A typewriter gun. Got a typewriter gun, sewing machine gun. Yes, yes. Wow, that's amazing. How many gun gun makers are there now in the U.S., and aren't they facing legal pressures from lawsuits? Well, Remington just uh, going through a bankruptcy. Again. Basically, the whole company's being carved up. Second Um, time for that. uh, Doesn't Remington make shavers, too? Same company or a different Remington? Not sure. I think it's different. Different. Okay. Wouldn't shock me, though. Yeah. We have a sewing machine gun company, typewriter gun company, <laughs> yes. shaver company. It's all mechanics, right? It's all it, engineering. It, it basically, if you have, you know, if you have qualified machinists. Right. Okay. So and there's... The, and the interesting part was, I mean, particularly during the war, I mean, um, all the uh, Singer 45s were all made by women. Wow. And Because uh, the, the men were fighting the war. Yeah. And yeah. the Defense Department said... Um, these guns are so good, and the people you have working for you are so skilled or so careful at doing it. We would rather have you working on um, bomb sites and radar tubes that required higher precision. Uh, and so Singer got out of got Interesting. Out of that All right. So let's now that we've warmed the waters yeah. here, favorite collectible gun. Go. Come I, on. I had to go from an era. I think anything from World War II. Okay. Give me one. Give me one of the ones you got from World War II. Well, there's there's the M1 Garand, there's okay. the um, M1 Carbine. There is. I'm asking for your favorite, John. Bro, what's your favorite? Pick your favorite <laughs> kid. Uh, and it could be the current favorite kid. Yeah, so could change. Probably the most interesting one I have is um, a very tiny 45 pistol. Okay. That looks like an automatic, but it's not. You actually slide the slide forward manually to cock and reload, and it was made, they made 800 of them ever. What's it called? Um, I'm blanking on it now. <laughs> Shit. What, what, what year, circa, was it uh, made? It was 80s, but it was made for 1980s, like okay. undercover, you know, uh, spies and all that in strange foreign places who may need to extricate them. You say very tiny, less smaller than a typical cell phone? Yes. Today. Okay, bigger than the noisy cricket, the one that get, you had me shoot? Uh, yeah, a little bigger than that. <laughs> a little bigger than that, yeah, okay. <laughs> the noisy cricket is a twenty two yeah. that is, looks like a toy gun you might get in a bubblegum bubble. Yeah. 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 So the one I'm talking about is called a Semmerling. Okay. Semmerling. All right, so the Semmerling, nice. Yes. How many rounds does it hold? Four in the magazine, one in the chamber. Wow. Spy gun. Spy gun. Could you hide it in your anus if you're being arrested, going to jail? You've heard of guys sticking guns up their ass to try to save their save themselves. It's never a good thing, right? Uh, the, the thought of that has never occurred. Never occurred, to me. No, <laughs> and no, you never want it no. to be. And, and, and what makes you bring it up? <laughs> uh, gee, I don't know. I thought concealed carry meant you had to put it up your ass. <laughs> All right, so Gives a new meaning to the pull my finger trick. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, so I mean, if I were to get into being a responsible Second Amendment gun owner, 
uh, Second Amendment enthusiast, loyalist, just a guy who believes in the Second Amendment, which I do very firmly, very pro-Second Amendment, even though I don't have guns and they kind of scare me. What would be the way to go? Sign up for a class at a place like Silver Eagle? Definitely want to do that. Okay. That's, that's a great place to start. Yeah. And, you know, for someone like you who's not likely to become a collector no. or, you know, be into esoteric, you know, variations and rare things, go simple. Okay. Lots of very simple, um, reliable um, guns out there. A pistol and 9 millimeter, most common ammo um, you can get. It's perfectly effective for self-defense, target right. shooting. It doesn't have a lot of kick. Um, you can get anywhere from probably you know, $300 at the low end. You probably want to go a little higher quality than that. Glocks are very popular. They're very reliable. They're pretty damn boring. Uh, <laughs> very I, unattractive. They're um, yeah, blocky and just sort of blah. Yeah. They're very utilitarian, but, but they do the trick. They, they the work. Trick. They go bang. They go bang. Hey, Zabe here from my bookie, the official sports book of the Zabecast. Real payouts, real customer service, absolutely rock-solid place to get your sweet action on when it comes to sports. What a glorious time we're in right now. NFL is going. College football is going. About to add in the Big Ten and the Pac-12. Baseball playoffs are here every single night. There is no shortage of games to watch or bet on, and you need to get on with my bookie. Whatever it is you like to bet, lay low and then wham, hit them with a big right hook of a bet, or maybe just dabble or have a little bit here, a little bit there. Do it from your phone. It's so convenient. Play some parlays, underdog parlays. Make meaningless games meaningful for you by putting a little something-something on it. And go to mybookie.com to do it. When you sign up, Use the promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, to claim a deposit match dollar for dollar all the way up to 1000 bucks. It's a bonus designed to give you a little help and a head start in your winning season. Read the rules and regulations so you understand how the bonus payout works, and you're on your way. Promo code ZABE to claim that bonus when you make your deposit. Stacked UFC cards. The Masters coming up. Presidential prop bets. Oh, it is sweet action all over the place. MyBookie.com, the official and reputable and rock-solid sports book of this, the Zabecast. I guess the thing that I have a little trouble getting my head around is, if I'm not really into shooting, which I'm not now, but maybe I will once I start owning guns, the only reason I have a gun is to shoot somebody. At the end of the end of the end of the line. Yeah, you, hope that never ha- you hope that never occurs. You hope that never happens. And yet... Believe me, in the last six months with all the craziness going on, I and a lot of people who are thinking about, Jesus, I might need a gun after all. You think, in what circumstance would I actually shoot somebody? And I don't like thinking about that. Nobody does, right? Right. No. But that's the the end of the line of owning a gun, self-defense. Right. And, you know, in terms of, you know, the law of self-defense, it, it kind of varies oh. in different states. Well, we're yeah. seeing that in yeah. living color right yeah. now with Kyle Rittenhouse, mm. with the lawyers in St. Louis, right, and a bunch of other situations. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the general concept is you should not fire at another person unless your life is in imminent danger. danger. Yes. You are or others. Or, you know, serious personal harm. How about the, uh, how about the crazy fucking video of the guy in Denver? 
the so-called uh, security guard for the uh, TV station oh, that shot yeah. a dude, killed him point-blank range because the protester, he was like a pro-police protester, uh, pro-Trump protester, and there was a another guy there who was anti-Black Lives Matter, and he pulls out pepper spray, starts spraying it at <clears throat> spraying it at this dude who was supposedly hired as security for the TV station reporting. Guy just pulls out his pistol, bam, dead, and there's pictures of it. You haven't seen that? I've seen a little bit. I have not followed it very closely. Well, it turns out that he wasn't actually licensed yeah. as a security guard. So, holy shit, the lawyers for that TV station are going to be billing triple time because they could be very liable. So that guy thought... It, 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 he wasn't in imminent danger, if you ask me. It was pepper spray. It was clearly pepper spray. But heat of the moment, pissed off. Guy had already hit him. Bang, dead. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are just soberly going, yeah. yeah look, it's, it's a hell of a thing. Know. Things can get out of hand. I know. People people make mistakes. People make bad decisions. So generally speaking, it's... It's best to stay away from those situations. Right. Well, generally speaking, if you own a gun, you should be inside your house and whoever it is who's coming into your house better be coming at you i've heard that if you shoot somebody who broke into your house where they had a gun or whatever and they turned and they ran and you shot them on your front doorstep in the back you better drag them inside the house just to be safe <laughs> they can tell which direction yes. they were shot yes. they can they, they can figure that all out well no then you Flip him over, you shoot him in the front. Once he's in your house. They can figure all that out. They can figure figure out everything. Don't don't recommend that. Yeah. Well, right. No no recommendations. But that's that's how fine the line is, is I guess what I'm talking about. Well, look, it's it's always going to come down to, you know, what the police, the prosecutors think the circumstances were. And if you go to trial, what the jury thinks. Right. You know, the laws, like I said before, differ in different states. There's some states have the so-called castle doctrine. Florida, I think. And others are like, you know, you really, even if he's in your house, you can't shoot him unless it's like the last millisecond before he shoots you. Conceptually. Jesus. And, but, but what they say, and, you know, if you ever use your weapon against a person, no matter the circumstances, you're going to have like three years of serious legal issues. It's going to change Even if you're totally justified, they're going to take your weapon. Oh, yeah. They're going to investigate you. Oh, you yeah. Know, there's going to be publicity, PR. It's it's a nightmare. No matter how justified you were, right. it's a nightmare. So you really want to. So why have one? Because there are bad people out there. Who there are bad will, people. will kill you. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 what to say, you know? Yeah. What's crazy to me is that you know the 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 lawyer couple in St. Louis who I thought were totally justified, angry mob broke down a gate, marching down a private street, threatening them. They just held their weapons out. Now they did kind of. The woman was sort of pointing that pistol. That was not good technique. No, it was not good technique. Her finger was also, I think, on the trigger. So that was bad. Because you look at it this way. In Virginia, for example, there are open carry laws that you're allowed to openly, you know, visibly have a gun without a license. Where it's legal. Right. In in Missouri, 
I imagine has fairly liberal laws, you know, pro-gun laws, if they were just on their property with a gun strapped on their back or in a holster standing there watching, that's, you know, if there's no protesters, they could do that all day long. It's not, it's not a violation. What if in that case those, that couple held their guns but down at the ground in sort of a semi-ready position, not pointing it at him. Would they be in less trouble? By the way, the governor has already said he will pardon them no matter what happens. The prosecutor, though, wants to make a case out of them, and so they're charging them with a couple things, and that's what you said, the legal ramifications. Right, and it's a fine line. There's a concept called brandishing. You know, Right. Just having a, a gun on in a holster on your belt walking down the street, in Virginia at least, is... Not a problem. Yeah. You pick it up and start waving it around, even if you don't point it at somebody in particular, that could be called brandishing, which is a crime. Right. So it's a very fine line as to what you're actually doing. What if What if you're uh, afraid of an unruly mob of peaceful protesters threatening your home with arson, peacefully arson, by the way, <laughs> and you decide you're going to shoot your gun out the window, but at the ground, not at anybody? You would have a lot of explaining to do. Really? Yeah. You know, Biden once said you should blast a shotgun through the door. I think he said you should rack the yeah. shotgun. I thought he said blam, blam. I, he also said that cops should try to shoot criminals in the leg. That's not what they're trained to do. No, it's no. not what they're trained to do, and it's hard to do. And it's dangerous. And it doesn't stop them. I've seen guys, I've seen police videos of guys shot in the chest multiple times. They keep coming yep. like they're fucking zombies. Yeah. 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 It's so stupid. Somebody replied to that after Biden said that by saying, try to shoot the pistol out of his hand and then use a lasso to tie his, ar- his arms up. I saw it in a movie once. Totally can be done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. What if you had a gun that looked like a real gun but only shot blanks? And you stood out in front of your door as the peaceful protesters with their torches and their mob were peacefully getting ready to burn your house down. And you shot your fake gun into the air. You didn't point it at them, but you're like, bam, bam, into the air. What then? Well, you'd be lucky if you didn't get shot by somebody else with a gun who felt threatened. <laughs> it's, it's a very true, very dumb idea. Because it escalates yes. it. You either yes. have a real gun or you have nothing. No. Got it. So thing, fake guns are not worth other, having. No, definitely not. I'm not using in that way. What if I had a fake gun in my upper bedroom and I shot it out the window to make people think, holy shit, there's a guy with a gun in the upper window of his house. So, I mean, And then they, then they go tattle like babies to the police, which they say, oh, defund the police. Wait, somebody was shooting at me from this house I was about to burn down. <laughs> they come investigate and I go, yes, here's my fake gun that sounds like a gun, and I shot it to scare him away. So what then? It, it may not be a gun crime, but as lawyers, John and I both learned in criminal law the definition of assault. Assault, as a crime, does not require any physical contact. Oh. It can include putting someone in fear of yeah. danger. So shooting a fake gun with blanks, yeah. a real gun with blanks, would at somebody, would put them in fear, that would be an assault. Even though the peaceful protesters are throwing bricks through my windows... In Kenosha, Wisconsin. Well, yeah. again, again, you get into lots of fine lines right. of the circumstances. Right. Do you guys ever worry about, man, if I'm just having a bad Tuesday, 
got all these guns lying around. Not that I'm at all suicidal or, or anything like that, but do you ever worry about, you know, my fantasy team lost? <laughs> you know, does it? did it ever cross your mind, I'd rather not have these things here in case I got into a weird place mentally? If, no. Nope. If you ever have a thought like that, you should get rid of them immediately. Okay. I've never thought about killing myself, but I, like everybody, I've had some bad days, and I just wondered if the combination of a bad day plus it's down there, I don't know. No. I'm probably worrying too much about this, overthinking it, right? I mean, if if you're worried about that, maybe you shouldn't. Because, I'm, not, yeah. <laughs> I'm not worried seek, about it. Seek some professional help. <laughs> I'm not worried about it. I'm just saying that, uh, and there's other ways, obviously, you can kill yourself. So right. not, we won't go into those here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So back onto a. I mean, you got you got your kitchen knives, you know, on your you know, right by your stove. Probably you got to get rid of those too. Oh, John, that would not be the way I would go. Oh, God. Knives scare the hell out of me. I got a big knife to cut up some steak for my eggs, and all I could think about was, holy shit! If you shoved this into somebody, that would hurt so bad. It'd be so bloody, you'd probably die. Does that count this as, thing right does here? That count as being this close to yes, <laughs> yes, it does. Knives freak the fuck out of me, man, wow. big time. Bigger wuss than I thought you were. I am a big, I am a big wuss. I'm a lover, not a fighter. Okay. All right. So what else when it comes to uh, shooting, Second Amendment, responsible gun ownership, do you guys want to talk about? Well, I mean, look, I got into it through hunting. Which That's is, true. Which is, you know, a major use for guns. And, That's you know, true. I enjoy all types of hunting, and there's different, you know, guns you use for different types of hunting. And, right. You know, um, that's a big part of the uh, culture yeah. as well. Maybe I should just buy a hunting gun. Just a simple rifle. You could do that. You could do that. You and could... you can shoot it. You can target shoot with it, too. You don't have to hunt with it. Yeah. Or you How about could... a twenty two rifle? A plinker. Right? That's one of the they're a lot lightest. Of, they're a lot of yeah. fun. They're cheap, cheap. ammo. Cheap right. Guns. Could still kill an intruder, but better be a good aim to knock them down right away. Right? Yeah. And, you know, if you're getting it for defense, you want something that has stopping power because you don't right. want to have them continue charging you. Right. But have you ever better done, than nothing. You if, ever done trap, skeet, sporting clays, anything like that? Uh, I've done uh, skeet once. It's tough. Yeah, it is tough. My first thought was, holy shit, these shotguns are powerful. Boom! <laughs> 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 sporting clays is a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is definitely it's a hobby and it's a passion. And if you're, I guess, bro, if I was a hunter like you are, I would already be into it. And I'd already want to hone my skills shooting. Mm-hmm. My hunting days ended from the back window of our house in the mean streets of McLean, Virginia, with a Crossman 760 BB gun that we would pump up. 30, 40 times above <laughs> yeah. the recommended maximum of 10 pumps. Wasn't that what they said? Up 10 is the max. Yeah, and it probably made no difference. It made no difference. <laughs> you don't think so? No, no, the air just leaks out Yeah, at some point. <laughs> and I do have I do have a, uh, a nicer BB gun that I used to plink the sparrows with that uses CO2 canisters. Yeah. Those are cool. Oh, yeah. See, so you're into it already. Right. And, and, I have, and I have as well... Um, one of those, what do they call them? Not the, the plastic BB guns that shoot the automatic. Oh, the airsoft. Airsoft, yeah, airsoft. Okay, I've not gotten into those. Did you guys ever do 
paintball. Yes. Never done it. I have. How many times, bro? I did it in college. It was a you know freshman year bonding thing. They took us out to this right. place, and you know we shot each other with paintballs. What'd you think? It was kind of fun, kind of scary because you know they sting. Yes, when you get yeah. hit, it is scary. That was the f- big takeaway. We went on a typical, uh, and it was like a radio station outing. I don't want to call it team building, but whatever. And it was to some place west, you know, way out west in Virginia, northern Virginia, whatever. And the first thing you realize is, is you're playing these little structured games. Like, okay, you're in the woods, the other team's over there, and you're here. Stuff coming past you. Yeah. Getting shot at is quite unnerving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even when it's just a paintball. Yep. That's going to sting a little bit. Ow. But you've got the face shield on. You've got your goggles on. It's still unnerving. And then you get into a spot where you're like, oh, shit, I'm behind a tree here, and there's two guys shooting at me, and I've got to really crouch down here because otherwise I'm going to get hit. <laughs> and you think, what if it was your life? Mm-hmm. That's what's crazy. Yep. Well, as you recall, you gave me a paint gun as a Christmas present one year. Nice. Do you still have it? No. Of course not. <laughs> you have the snowblower I gave it was, you? It was very early technology. No. No, you got rid of that, too. Yeah. Never yeah. even used it. Do you have that weird lizard I got you that one year? Nope. Oh, I remember the lizard. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Sent that back to the store uh, after about eight months. And that was back when we used to try on Christmas to get each other unique, interesting gifts. <laughs> you, Annoying uh, gifts. You won the contest yeah, every year. Yeah. That's I all right. I remember that. I don't lizard. take it personally. I think you gave me some shit I returned as well. Or didn't use. Gave me a trail cam one Probably. year for my property. Oh, okay. Oh, you should use <laughs> Which that. Which is like when Marge. It's like when Marge got a bowling ball from Homer with Homer's name on it. <laughs> so he could say he said it's so you remember who bought it for you. <laughs> I think I still have the trail cam somewhere. I don't need I a trail cam for my property, bro. The deer now come right up to my fucking door, right up mm. to my door. They're on the back yard two feet off the porch they're getting more and more brazen i think they're planning an attack yeah yeah we have them too we got we so got you think right up on our deck. so you think deer and suburbia in the northern virginia area are more rampant than ever more populous than ever because again growing right, up are. growing up bro when there was far less development to chase them out of their woodlands we never saw this they they have definitely evolved in a short period of time and adapted to the suburban environment because there's all this great stuff for them to eat. Oh yeah, there's no more coyotes. Although the coyotes are I mean, coming coyotes back, coyotes are coming back, and you know people aren't hunting them in right. suburbia for the most part. There is actually archery season in the neighborhood we grew up in or anywhere. In Didn't Fairfax. you and your neighborhood take down a deer with a bow and arrow? Yeah. Legally? Perfectly legally, yep. It's the urban archery season, which extends months before and months after normal deer season, and it's all intended to cull the herd. Right. And the parks, uh, the park that abuts our neighborhood is part of this county program where the archer hunters can go into the park woods and shoot the deer, and they want them to. Yeah, we need so, to. So there are a lot more, but there's efforts to yeah. call it back. You know, my listeners in Wisconsin, they are gearing up for fucking deer season. I mean, it is religion up there, oh, yeah. as you know. Mm-hmm. And you know, bro, you took me deer hunting once. I clipped a deer in the leg, crippled it, uh, it went over a hill. We didn't get out of the stand right away because we thought, okay, it's probably just dead over the hill. 
Another couple hours pass. We don't shoot anything. And we're like, all right, let's go see what you got. We go over the hill. We're like, where'd it go? It was like the Russian in the woods in The Sopranos. Gone. And then you remember later in the day, now. later in the day, you were going to take your tags in to the local uh, office, right? The store, yeah. Yeah, the store, the local general store in West Virginia. And you saw what? A three-legged deer in the field standing there looking at me. Jesus Christ. Looking pretty pissed off. Not happy. That concluded my deer hunting. I'm also not a huge fan of venison, although you give it to me all the time, bro, and I appreciate it. Not a huge <laughs> fan. It's okay. Mm. You've got it. Put it in chili. Um, and we do need to kill deer. I don't want to make them suffer, but I also don't want to pick them up and drag them anywhere. Well, I just want to leave them there. Yeah. I'm like, gotcha. You're no. dead. Yeah, and that's not ethical. I mean, No, it's not them, ethical. It's not sporting either. Right. You're supposed to drag it, clean it. Use the meat, yeah. make a rug out of it, mount the head, all that other stuff, make right? Make a wallet. Yeah. Make, make a wallet out of it. <laughs> and honestly, that's, you know, for most hunters I know, it's the experience of being out in the woods. It's not killing an animal. That's what they say. And, and The people, quietness, yeah. the stillness. People may go the whole season. They go out in the woods 20 times in a season, maybe never even shoot anything, even though they could. Right. In part because, you know. They're looking for that big buck, and they don't see it, or they just want to be out in the woods. Or, in my case, it's a lot of work afterwards. And It is a lot you know, of work. I still have venison in my freezer downstairs <laughs> from 2018. And it's like we just is it don't, still good at no, 2018? He's ready for the apocalypse. John, are you a big hunter? No. So you are just a gun enthusiast, but not a hunter? I like, I, okay. I like doing the sporting clays. Okay, I like uh, and I like I like collecting the old stuff. That's, yeah. that's that's somebody sent a meme recently, which was uh, uh, for sale uh, hunting dog, and it's got the bird behind the dog. I Have you seen that. that? I saw that. <laughs> Probably a Photoshop. Has to be right. Of course. Yeah. Okay. It was still pretty funny. Yeah. How is your dog doing on the hunting front? You brought him brought him to my house to train him just a bit to get mm-hmm. used to gunshot sounds. Well, she turned she, two, sorry. She, she turned two years old last week, and she's got a lot of great instincts. She's both parents were purebred hunting dogs, and the breed is uh, it's a ha- it's a mix. Or it's a half lab and a half of uh, German wirehair pointer, the Deutsch Drother is what they Deutsch call it. Drother. Yeah. Okay, Deutsch Drother lab combo. Yeah, she's got whiskers and she's jet black and will go all day every day. No yeah. off switch. No off switch and. Is the most amazing catcher of a ball you've ever seen. Oh, can absolutely. Catch, can catch a ball at point-blank range. Put her in the major leagues. Yeah, with her mouth. Just, and, yeah. and then we'll then throw it back at you, like, come on, let's keep going. Yeah. She'll wear us out at uh, my brother's absolutely. house having dinner. Oh. Come on, throw it to me again. Throw it to me again. Get a, <laughs> get a nice, slobbery, gross tennis ball. So uh, how is she doing training for hunting? Uh, good. I actually took her duck hunting uh, for Ooh. the first time officially um, last weekend. There was an early three-day duck season. Okay. And set up a blind by a pond, and um, she sat quietly for the most part, which is good. Unfortunately, we didn't see any to give her a chance to retrieve. But uh, Would she have done okay, do you think? She is a huge swimmer. She retrieves dummies and tennis balls from the water at you know warp speed. Yeah. And we just got to see what she does with a real bird. Nice. She likes to eat the feathers, so I'm a little worried about that. <laughs> <laughs> and you got to train them. That's the thing about hunting dogs, right? Yes. You got to train them. Yeah, and I've been working on it for a couple years now. So. All right. So when's turkey season around here? 
Fall turkey season is in right now for archery. Okay. Um, it's There's spring season and fall season. Spring, it's breeding season, so you call them in using turkey calls. Right. You know, you know, make seductive, you know, female turkey noises right. and the big ones. Come in. In, the, in the fall. That's so unfair, Jim. <laughs> Turkeys are incredibly smart. It's oh, much, yeah. much harder than yeah. you think. Smart and very sensitive to smell, right? Their eyesight is incredible. eyesight's incredible, yeah. They don't, smell is not oh, an issue. Okay. Their eyesight is incredible. I think they have good hearing, too, don't Yes, they? yes. So, um, it, isn't, in, isn't, in the fall, you know, you can hunt them. There's a fall season, but it's just a matter of trying to be where they pass through. What's the ultimate hunting trophy? Bear with a bow? Does anyone try to hunt bear with a bow? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, in North America, it would be a grizzly bear with a bow, and you'd be <laughs> crazy to try it, but people do. And people die? Sure. Probably die. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. What do you have as a backup if you're bow hunting? You better have a hand cannon, right? Like a, a fifty cal? Just um, in case? If you're smart, yeah, but you know the rules vary because... In in Virginia, for example, bow hunting, you're not allowed to have a gun with you while you're what? bow hunting because it's bow only. Oh, there's an exception for concealed carry permit holders. Wow! But you're you know so you're going naked basically. It really is you know wild man hunting. Yeah, and you know one of the places I hunt out in Middleburg, not far from here, there are bear, black yeah, bear, but black some bear. of them are big, and you surprise one of them with cubs. They can mess you up bad. Did you guys see the cougar stalking the... Uh, yeah. That was, was insane. Yeah. If that was you and the cougar attacked you, what do you give your odds of surviving? Do I have a gun? <laughs> no. You had the pile of rocks that was near the guy. It's it's tough, man. Those things are... They are nasty. Sharp teeth, claws, yeah. strong. That's a pretty and scary they, video they right there. they go right for your neck, and you got very little time. Okay. <laughs> they do. Yeah. They go right for the neck. Carry bear spray. All right. Uh, gun of the week. Let's go. Boom. What's the gun of the week? <laughs> gun of the week. I don't know. I felt like I needed something to wrap this up with. I felt like John was left out of the conversation because he's not a hunter, so I wanted to rope no. him in. Gun of the week. What's your gun of the week? How about the best movie gun of all time? Is it Dirty Harry? <laughs> Talking about the forty four Magnum, blow that, your head clean that's probably, off. That's probably the most iconic. That's a good one right there. That's huh? the most iconic. Yeah. But there's one in the movie RoboCop. Yeah. They have, uh, in that movie, a Barrett 50 BMG Oof. rounding machine gun. It's you know, this huge, huge bullet that is, in, it's an anti-aircraft round, but there's this <laughs> rifle that. Is it a real gun? Oh, yeah. So it's not science fiction. No, you can a real you human? It's the one you mentioned at the outdoor range. The guy was shooting the Barrett. Oh, okay, yeah. And it was in that movie. The bad guys had one with this big drum, computerized sight. Oh, which actually is a real thing. Also, that <laughs> that will calculate your ballistic Trajectory. drop at three thousand, five thousand yards, or whatever. And they're <laughs> carrying it around, and one of the characters. Drives up in this fancy new, you know, Cadillac type car that he had stolen, and he was a an underling in the group. And yeah. the leader of the group sees it, and he takes the Barrett and he blows up the car and says, "Yeah, nice car." <laughs> yeah. yeah, in the movie, in the movie, the accountant they had a Barrett too. Did they? Wow. Okay. All right, boys. Uh, I'm gonna let you get on with your Saturday. Nice chat here in the Mobile Strike Studio. Yeah. And uh, maybe will not studio. be the last time. Beautiful studio. It is. All right. Here's to the Second Amendment. All right. right. Thanks, man. 
We ended our discussion, and my brother was eager to bring me inside to go shopping, as he calls it. I politely declined, as there is a gun shop in my small town that I would rather them get my gun money if it does come to it. In the meantime, your feedback, thoughts, and perhaps suggestions for future topics on the Wednesday episode of And Now for something completely different can be sent my way, as always, at zabe at yahoo.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. In the meantime, bounce out and enjoy the alarm with 68 Guns. Hey, Zabe here for my bookie, the official sports book of the Zabecast. Real payouts, real customer service, absolutely rock-solid place to get your sweet action on when it comes to sports. What a glorious time we're in right now. NFL is going, college football is going, about to add in the Big Ten and the Pac-12. Baseball playoffs are here every single night. There is no shortage of games to watch or bet on, and you need to get on with my bookie. Whatever it is you like to bet, Lay low and then wham, hit him with a big right hook of a bet or maybe just dabble or have a little bit here, a little bit there. Do it from your phone. It's so convenient. Play some parlays, underdog parlays. Make meaningless games meaningful for you by putting a little something, something on it. And go to mybookie.com to do it. When you sign up, use the promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, to claim a deposit match dollar for dollar all the way up to a thousand bucks. It's a bonus designed to give you a little help and a head start in your winning season. Read the rules and regulations so you understand how the bonus payout works, and you're on your way. Promo code ZABE to claim that bonus when you make your deposit. Stacked UFC cards, the Masters coming up, presidential prop bets. Oh, it is sweet action all over the place. MyBookie.com, the official and reputable and rock solid sports book of this, the ZABEcast.